coming up on this episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. A mom recently posted on a social media forum that she had decided to restrict the amount of time her son was spending playing video games. And her son got really upset at her. Video games were really important to him. He was developing his talents by playing them. How could she restrict that? The mom got all confused and didn't know what to do or how to respond. And she was asking other parents for help. Does this scenario sound familiar? Are you wondering if there truly are benefits to gaming that might justify allowing your kids to spend more time on video games? Today, we're going to discuss the top four lies society has taught us regarding video games. We'll discuss how to counteract those lies. And in the end, we are also going to address what to do if your child has developed an addiction to video games. All this and more, but first, the joke of the day. I asked my grandpa, after 65 years, you still call grandma darling, beautiful, and honey. What's your secret? Grandpa replied, well, I I forgot her name five years ago, and I'm too afraid to ask her. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We are your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of eight sons and seven daughters, ranging in age from toddler to college student. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens, and that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. And today's topic is all about video games. And Hannah, we, we've kind of been working over the past few years, especially with the the basically the, the huge uptick in video game playing. We've kind of been trying to formulate our thoughts and our ideas on this. Like, what what is it about video games that that kind of, that well, first of all, that, that goes against the money pants philosophy, but also just, I know it rubs you the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, it rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> so, and, and, to, and we find, and we kind of nailed it down. And so today we're going to talk about the four lies that video games sell to parents and kids. The four lies that are, that are inherent in this adoption of the video game mentality. And in the end, we're going to suggest some uh, possible solutions to help with if your kid is addicted to video games and what to do to, to help wean them off and alternatives to video games. Before we even get into that, though, this was all spurred by an article, Hannah, you read in the Wall Street Journal. It was a guy who... Uh, he had his kids playing, was it Minecraft during COVID or something? Yeah, is yeah, that... during COVID. Now, okay, uh, a full disclaimer, I don't really know what Minecraft is. I've just seen ads for it and, and mentions of it, but I don't I don't really know much about it. So I, I can't speak to what Minecraft is, but, but the whole video game idea, ideology, though, I, I, I do know that. Well, in this article, the man mentioned that it, it was during the COVID lockdowns and his son was bored. And so he began playing Minecraft uh, with other kids. And And he said, unlike other video games that are fast and have a, a, a very fast pace. Shoot them up. Yeah. yeah, fast pace. Minecraft is the exact opposite. It's uh, insanely slow. It's an insanely slow game. And so what was interesting about the article is the dad was kind of analyzing the effects of what his son was learning from Minecraft, what my son learned from playing Minecraft. And so he, it, it was almost, it was an interesting article because he didn't have like a firm opinion it was more kind of I felt like the dad was just kind of thinking out loud but hadn't quite formed his own opinion and so he was just kind of like sharing information and observations he had made and maybe a little bit of rationalizations but you weren't sure when you were done what the dad's opinion was overall because I don't think he had quite made up his mind mm. on on the topic. And so but one thing he had noticed is that 
his son was carefully caring for these digital turtles, <laughs> you know, hatching them and feeding them and I raising them. I guess that's them part from, of Minecraft. I guess. And, um, and he's like, it, it was incredible because we can't for the life of us get, get him to take care of our real dog. But he was learning to be very responsible with these digital turtles. And so the dad kind of, you know, he was like, what? This, is, this was a big plus, you know, having him learn responsibility through this game. And he mentioned that one of, the, one of his son's friends, there's a thing called Podzle. I guess it's like trash or debris that I, I'm probably not pronouncing it right, but they have to clean it up within the game and it's a chore and nobody wants to do it, but they end up making rules in their community about making sure you clean up this debris. And so at one point, uh, the kid's mother handed him a broom and asked him to sweep the kitchen and he was sweeping the kitchen and he was like, oh, this is like Podzel. In Minecraft, this is what I'm doing. Ah. And the mom was like, oh my goodness, this is wonderful. He made a connection from this game and he's understanding that you have to clean things up and it's not necessarily fun and you got to clean it up. And she was, she was, you know, wow, that this game is a good game. Well, no. And then the, this dad though, he, there was the thing about that they had a, a government or something. People were stealing and they, they organized a... So, so yeah, they kind of had to. They had to form a government to to manage this community. And um, so is it like a role playing game? I guess of sorts, maybe. You, I, I, you make. I guess you make your own world. Oh, okay. Um, but there are other people in that world, and so you end up having to make rules for the game. And so they had to um, agree on some rules uh -huh. and uh, agree on government. And and so the dad writing the article was like, wow, this was incredible. They're learning about, you know, like the necessity of government and, and rule, of uh, law. rule of law and common consent and, uh, you know, these great principles underlying government through creating this world in Minecraft. And then, but then he goes on. So they put the person on trial. It nobody was too happy with the results. So they all killed each other. In the game. In the game. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's okay because in this game they're they can come back to life. So, to so, me, it was interesting because at the beginning it was like, look, they're taking things from this game and they're applying it to real life. And they're learning real lessons that they, they're going to turn around and apply to real mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then he ends with this horrible thing of, <laughs> and they all killed each other, uh, but... It, and they end up, they gave up on the, the rules. And they gave up on the rules. And they, they dismantled the government and turned the, the courthouse into a bank. Yeah. <laughs> to store their stuff. And he's like, you know, it was, it was I, I started to analyze it, but my kids didn't want me in there doing that. So I left and let them have their little world. And the dad just kind of left off there. And I thought, okay, I see where this dad's stuck. He's trying to say, oh, this is good for my son, but... There are good elements there, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, so like he could he could see where there could be some good come out of this game, mm -hmm. but he, he hadn't fully articulated or formulated his ideas. And so, the point of this podcast, we wanted to talk about some of these supposed benefits, and but actually reveal kind of the well, there are four underlying falsehoods that people adopt when they. When they allow their kids basically unfettered access to video games. And we're going to talk about that. And uh, line number one is that video games have a positive effect on behavior, but not a negative effect. That's line number one. Line number two is video games are not just entertainment. It's more than entertainment. It, it's learning and educational and social and career training. That's a lie. Uh, line number three is that virtual skills learned within a video game can replace real world skills. And line number four is that you, mom and dad, are just a glorified babysitter and your job is to just get through the day. 
and that appeasement through video games is equal to happiness. So those are... Those and are, it's what everybody and else it whatever, does. It's what everybody else does. And, it, and it's okay. It's okay to let your kids waste their lives playing video games. That That's lie number four. Okay. So lie number one is that video games only have a positive effect on people, not a negative effect. Here's the deal. If you... If you're going to say that the, the video games have a positive influence on your children, then you have to admit that it could also have a negative influence on your kids. And I know there have been tons of studies that show there's no effect on a person's behavior from the video games. And and if video games are that that awful, then you know everybody who ever plays, what is it, Grand Theft Auto, would go on a killing spree and rob vehicles and blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. But here's the problem, is this dad was saying that this game did affect his son in a positive way. So well, which is it? Like, so th- this lie is that, that video games don't affect behavior. But it, if it does affect behavior, then it affects both good and bad. So back to the, the, the Miss Minecraft kid, you know, they made a legal system, they had a community, they had contracts and laws, they, they held a trial for stealing, and because nobody liked the verdict, they all killed each other. Like, and then they respond and started over. Well, okay, yeah. It's great that the kid learned to care for these digital turtles or virtual turtles in the game, but is he not also learning that you can just kill anybody that you don't agree with and everything will be fine because you'll just respawn? Or if you don't like a law, you attack somebody over it? Or if you don't like a verdict in a in a court case that you can kill the judge? Like that seems like that seems like a bad thing to, to give. It gives the kids confusing messages, I guess, I guess is my point. Where, wh- which is it? Are games influential in real life or not? Because if you're going to use the rationale that my kid is learning positive things from the game, then you have to take up both ends of the stick and go, yeah, my kid is also learning negative aspects from the game. You can't have it both ways. Well, and uh, what was interesting, you know, some people, they play games with their kids and mm-hmm. they're there like they're there to, I guess, mitigate maybe some of that. Uh-huh. Um, but it, like in the case of this dad, he tried to sit down and watch what his son was doing and then um, comment on it and say, hey, look, the, this is like this and this is how things are. And he wasn't w- welcome there. No, he got the boot. He got the boot. You're and, embarrassing me, dad. Yeah. And so it went back to his son up in a room, hours and hours, doing an activity with no uh, moral voice, I guess. Ah, yes. Um, Helping him interpret what was going on, whether it was right or wrong or... Because I know like when I watch uh, movies or documentaries with my kids, a lot of times at certain points, I'll stop it and say, hey guys, just so you know, this isn't okay. Yeah. Or um, you should not treat people like that. That's really inappropriate or if something happens that i'm you know i don't want them emulating or well no you bring up a really good point so and total sidebar but you know we when we do watch tv shows or movies first of all we're very selective about what we let our children watch but if it does in fact show or demonstrate behaviors that we don't condone we talk about it Mm -hmm. and ideally or, and I'll do the we, opposite too. Sometimes I'll stop and say, hey guys, this is really important for you to understand. Right. This person, this is absolutely correct. And you need to understand this because you know, you're going to run into it. So I'll do both. But ideally, we will choose shows that actually demonstrate the proper consequences for behavior. So if the guy goes and steals a bunch of stuff, well, you know, he ends up getting caught and has to do jail time. Like that would be a, an appropriate response or consequence for the person's actions and if it's properly displayed in the show i'm okay with that it's the shows though or the movies that have the person commit all sorts of crimes seek revenge kill the bad guy and there's no consequence for that they get everything they want in the end and they're happy yeah that horrible movie i think we talked about in another podcast that horrible movie count of monte cristo where the guy took revenge sought revenge and, and his whole life was based on revenge and it was it, he was warned if you do this you're going to lose everything and, and instead he got revenge, filled with hatred and he still got the girl and he lived happily ever after and I'm like what? Yeah, no. I don't know if that's how the book goes, yeah, but the movie, movie just went that way horrible. and we were just like, huh? 
So, yeah. Well, so the idea is that video games, if you have that moral voice of mom or dad, then may, that would be a mitigating factor. We're like, oh, well, you know what? You guys doing the slaughter at the courthouse maybe isn't the best idea because that's not how you resolve problems. Let's try a different approach next time. Where Or if you're going to do stuff like that, we're not playing or, yeah, Minecraft we're not, anymore. Or, yeah, we're not going to play the game anymore. So I think, like you said, Hannah, the dad writing the article really wasn't clear what it all meant. But we, we suggest that instead of risking it of, well, maybe the game will teach my kids good things and hopefully it won't teach anything bad, maybe instead of relying on video games the, and hoping that the video games will teach the kids to do good in real life, have your kids actually do good in real life. Teach them Real life skills like have them clean their rooms or actually take care of a real dog or raise real turtles and engage in the real world. And again, going back to this idea, well, people say, well, it doesn't have any effect on behavior. Okay, if that's the case, then you can't say it's having a good effect either. You can't say that cleaning up Podsole in Minecraft is going to help your kids learn to clean the house. So You can't say that taking care of virtual turtles is going to teach your kid responsibility in real life. If you're going to say, hey, these other things are not going to affect them, you can't make that claim. Yeah. Well, when that leads perfectly yeah. into the second lie, which is that it's not just entertainment. Video games are not just entertainment. It's more and therefore, it has more value. And should take up more of your time. Yep. So the, the idea is, oh, it doesn't have any effect on my kid's behavior. It's just entertainment. Except I let them play it a lot because actually it's not just entertainment. It's also learning and educational and social and, and career training. We've actually had, I've had relatives, we've had other um, parents trying to do money pants even who have said, you know, I tried to limit my kids' video games, but but they're telling me, hey, this is my talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're getting in the way of me developing my talent and this is going to be my career, mom and dad. I am going to be a professional gamer. Which was funny because we were preparing to do this podcast and the Wall Street Journal today happened to run, um, they usually have more humorous articles on the front page at the bottom. Today they happened to run a funny article about the pains of being a professional gamer. And it was, it was uh, pretty hilarious because the gamers were complaining that being a professional gamer was actually hard work. <laughs> And you couldn't take a vacation from it. And it was causing them all sorts of health problems and all sorts of emotional stress. And it just wasn't, and it wasn't paying very much at all. And it, it reminded me of when uh, I was in college and I decided I was going to major in film. And I would tell people outside my major, Yes, I'm a film major and it's it's very difficult. I have to I have two classes right now, two two hour classes back to back, and I often have to watch a movie in one and then go to the next class and watch another two hours of, <laughs> of movies in the next one and I feel sick by the end of the four hours and they're like, Wait, so you go to school and you get to just watch movies all day? <laughs> And I'm like, oh, no, you don't understand. It has taken all the fun and joy out of watching movies. Like, because we're not watching them, we're analyzing them. And any movie you used to enjoy, once it becomes like work, like it all of a sudden is not the same experience. And so for myself, it took me, what, maybe like six, eight years after graduating from film school before I could sit down, relax, and actually enjoy a movie uh, yeah. because it was like the last thing in the world I wanted to do. Anyway, but that's how these professional gamers are feeling where they can't take a break from it and it's not fun anymore. So this idea that this is going to be their career, the reality is most likely 
it's not going to be a career. And if they did try to make it a career, the, uh, the reality is that they would have, on average, they would have well below the average median income in America if they chose that career path. Yeah, professional but, gamers don't make much money. Uh, they don't. And nor is it easy as they make it appear. It's a lot of work that you're not seeing on the screen. The fact of the matter is, this is a manipulative tactic of saying, this is my talent, this is my future career, this is educational. Those are manipulative tactics. Well, they're just lies. Yeah, it's, 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 it's manipulative true. tactics for you to leave them alone, not have them apply themselves, and just let them fool, fool around on a video game. And what video games actually are, it's it's entertainment. Yeah. And so if you're it having video games, let's be very clear here. Video games are just entertainment. Yeah. Don't don't, don't buy into this lie now, that they are more than just entertainment. So they are you, just entertainment. So if your kid comes to you and says, "Hey, mom and dad, you need to let me watch as much TV, uh, as many movies as I want because I'm going to become a professional movie watcher. Maybe, maybe, but no, really, it's it's entertainment. And my, my, ta- no, my talent is watching TV. They can make that decision after they're 18 and moved out of the house. That's, so, you know, if you want to analyze films for a career mm-hmm. and uh, be someone who comments on films, you can make that decision in college. Yep, film credit. There you go. Absolutely. Great. But not but, at home. But at home, <laughs> it's entertainment. Yep. And, and and let's be very clear here. Video games are just entertainment. And so it should be treated as such. So let the pretend world, let the video game be a reward. Entertainment should be a reward. Don't let it replace the real world. So it should happen after everything else is done. If you clean your room and take care of the dog, then... You can clean your virtual property and raise your virtual animals. Don't get it backwards. Don't don't let the kids prioritize their virtual world over the real world. Yeah. And, and certainly, don't let them spend more time in that virtual world than they are contributing in the real world. Yeah, because as soon as you start labeling playing games or watching movies as something other than entertainment, and you're like, oh no, this is education. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, that sliver of time that entertainment should take up maybe Saturday night or Friday night for an hour or two, that little sliver of entertainment goes, oh, it's education? So all of a sudden, that that little sliver becomes, you know, a, a bigger piece of the pie uh-huh. of your time. Of oh no no, it's and it starts replacing your educational time. Uh, oh, this is a talent. Oh, let's give it a bigger chunk of our, mm-hmm. our time In, instead of playing the piano, instead of getting good at basketball, instead of developing yeah, your musicals. Exactly. You know, all of a sudden, okay, no, video games are this too. It's, it's my talent and it's education. And, and it's, it's career, teaching me how to work and, and be responsible. Pre- and it's Okay, you know prep. what? We don't need to do real chores anymore. Just let them play that video uh-huh. game. All of a sudden, it becomes rationalized that this is a, an appropriate substitute for these real things mm-hmm. that your kids need in order to be real successful and real human beings yeah. and have real relate. If you're like, oh, this is this is their social life. <laughs> okay, so their pretend world is their social life. Well, all of a sudden, no, no, no. that little sliver comes bigger and bigger. So now they're not ever seeing friends face to face. They're not going out and playing sports. They're not. They're not um, hanging out with friends. No, all of a sudden, the video game has taken all these slivers uh, of experiences in the real world, and it has replaced them with 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 a counterfeit. Have you ever seen though the kids who their their social life is video games, and then they go to interact in the real world? They have nothing to say because their entire social world is based off of a virtual nothingness a digital thing that doesn't actually exist and so when they're in a, an actual social social situation they have nothing to say and it's really awkward and it's really weird now i i did once talk to a mother 
whose uh, kids were homeschooled. And she said, oh, I bought my son a bunch of video games because to help him with his social skills. Because what? that way... When he's hanging around other kids outside of our family, like outside of our family, he'll have something to talk to them about. Mm, and how'd that go? No, it didn't. It didn't go well. <laughs> it didn't go well. Anyway, because he didn't um, learn social skills from a video game. Yeah, it's, it, it, and and here's and here's if you are doing homeschooling or home based education, home based charter school, the best hands down best way for your kids to develop social skills is to play on a team sport. Yeah where you're having to work with other kids your age. Because even if you go to a regular public school, your kid might not develop social skills because maybe they're at their desk, they're doing their work, they're not interacting with anyone else. Their, they work, doesn't, yeah. their work doesn't depend on anybody else. Well, it depends on the teacher. It Sometimes depends, yeah, projects, it depends but. on the teacher. But hands down, the best way to develop social skills is to play a sport yeah, and be exactly. on a team. And not, Hannah, and I'm not... With real people. No, with not, real people. We're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. We're not saying that no one should ever play video games. We're just saying, let's let's address the lie that it is anything but entertainment. Video mm-hmm. games are entertainment. And they have their place, but don't label them as something other than entertainment. Don't label it as an education. Don't label no. it as your social skills. Don't label it as, as a learning work and responsibility. Don't label it... These other things. Don't buy into the lie, basically. Okay, and that leads into lie number three, where the idea is that virtual skills, these video game skills, can replace real world skills. This is the, this is the third lie, and I love this one because... What really happens if the video games start taking up all your time is your kid's no longer exercising, your kid's not interacting with other people right. and developing social skills. They're not playing the piano or the saxophone or the guitar. They're not learning real, real, real world skills. Yeah, they're not drawing and painting and developing their talents. They're not learning to work and apply themselves. A lot of times they're not even getting their homework done. But so if you hear yourself saying a video game, it's like learning history. It's like having friends. <laughs> it's like learning about government. It's like it's, it's like working. It's like building a city. It's like performing. What that means is it's if it's like something, it means you're not actually doing it. it and unfortunately, it means you're replacing actually doing those things with pretending to do those things. And so a good way to check is if it's a good replacement is to ask yourself, would your kids enjoy, or the person playing the video game, would they enjoy a healthy virtual meal? You guys all sit down for dinner and, hey, here's your virtual healthy meal. Oh, go get on your game and get a virtual meal. <laughs> would you like some virtual cereal this morning? <laughs> or would they do their jobs? If they do their jobs at home, would they like some virtual ice cream as a treat? Uh, would they like to go virtual skiing for family vacation this year? Ah, maybe uh, after school, we could go buy you some virtual clothes that you could wear <laughs> to school tomorrow. Oh, and yeah, here's a good one. Uh, how would you like to start using virtual toilet paper? <laughs> would you? And, and how much do you enjoy using virtual electricity? And tonight, you know what? Since virtual, because games are so valuable and it's like reality, tonight you're going to sleep on a really, really nice virtual bed. <laughs> do you see where the disconnect is there? Where saying something is like something else is not a true replacement for the real thing. So yes, Video games, oh, it's like learning, it's like exercise, it's like developing social skills, but it's not really. And so we have to remember, going back to line number two, it is just entertainment. Video games are just entertainment. I'm not saying throw the baby out with the bathwater and no video games. There's a place for entertainment. But let's not buy into the lie that it's more than just entertainment, because it's not. And, you know... I'm not saying that, that playing games is all bad either, but it used to be, Hannah, when we were kids, remember when I think it was the Nintendo or the Atari, whatever it was, I remember the justification, I heard this myself, was that, but, but it does have real world implications. I'm developing hand-eye coordination. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Which, and then which, since then, they were like, 
oh yeah, you know what, that whole, uh, and people are like, oh, you know, that's really important if you're going to be like a airplane bomber pilot person mm, someday. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. and they're looking for eye-hand coordination. And and I remember later going, oh, okay, so, so there's value for that. Okay. And then later I read an article saying, yeah, that whole eye-hand coordination thing, you get just as much of that eye-hand coordination if you play the piano. Or how about developing your talents and playing a sport? Yeah, or a musical instrument, or or, or, or or learning to take care of real animals. Yeah, or, yeah. Oh, have you ever seen girls play softball, like on the high school softball team? Mm. Okay, that's eye-hand coordination there. Holy cow! Yeah, I don't know. I've never, never seen. That. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Is it's it good? Like, Are they good? It's like a rock being thrown oh, at them okay. at 100 miles an hour. I don't know how fast that thing goes. You can't even follow it with your eye. <laughs> so, so all, all you have to do is, is get off the video games and actually, you know, play an instrument, play a real sport, take care of real animals, develop real friends, and it's and the thing is, it's Hannah, it, it's more satisfying, and it's more enjoyable long term as well. Hey, I have this skill. I can play the guitar. I have this skill. I can play the piano. I have this skill. I can. I'm really good at pitching or throwing or like th- these are valuable skills that that you could use long term as opposed to I have hand eye coordination. I play I can, video I can games. click that button and move the joystick. Like I'm not going to say you can't learn things from video games. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there are much better ways to do it. For example, I remember when I was much younger, there was a game, uh, right before I got married, there was a game that came out called StarCraft, and and the guys at work would play it. And it was a kind of a world-building, military-type game, and and I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun to play. And we would play in teams, and we had like two teams of four playing back and forth, and everybody in the office would play. And it was a lot of fun. And I learned... That, oh, you're much more likely to win if you have multiple bases all collecting resources to build up your armies. And later I applied that and I'm like, because our family got bigger. And I'm like, hey, most people just have one washer dryer. Wouldn't it make more sense if we had two or three? I'm like, hey, yeah, I learned that from StarCraft. Yeah. Does that one little snippet of, of truth... Uh, that that one little does that value of of learning that was it worth the hours and hours of playing the games to learn that one thing and was that the only way you could have learned it exactly it no I think if you had done the laundry you would have come to that conclusion with your own big brain yeah or if I had studied I don't know any sort of efficiency (laughs) manual or anything like yeah so does is it worth the hours of playing games to learn this one thing? No. But we're justifying hours and hours and hours of games for one positive benefit. Sorry, you, it's a lie. You're, you're deceiving yourself. So, and I was, and I, I admit, I, I, I bought into it as well. And that leads into to, to lie number four, which is whoever's in charge of your kid, and that may be you during the course of the day or the teacher or or the, the 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 church leader or whoever it may be that you're just a glorified babysitter and that the goal is just to get through the day and that appeasement through video games is happiness and that's yeah. a, that is a lie okay the 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 lie is that time the lie is that time doesn't matter the the fact is time is incredibly precious and wasting it on video games is a colossal waste of time, and and here's the thing, Hannah. You the kids you would be better off taking a nap. Yeah, getting more sleep. <laughs> well, no, no, okay. So you had. I remember you came home, or I, you were really mad at the school district or the school because they were doing something very similar. To, instead of letting the kids play video games, though, they were they were showing them movies, Disney movies, every single day. They would spend an hour, hour and a half watching Disney movies at school. And it was... That's a quarter of the day. I'm like, wait, it's supposed to be school. They're not... They're there for six, seven hours. And and then they would come home from school after a long day at school. And they would come home with two hours worth of homework. And the kids wouldn't be able to do the homework because they hadn't been actually... They hadn't actually learned 
how to do the homework at school. So I had to sit down with them and teach them how to do their homework. And as I'm doing this, I'm hearing about how they watched The Little Mermaid that day. First of all, we don't allow that movie. And and I'm like, what? But secondly, they're supposed what? to be at school. How often is this happening? Oh, we watch a movie every day. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> then they, they just need to make school shorter. I mean... And or or they should be teaching you Actually, something. Maybe just do their job. Yeah, maybe like teaching you how to add two plus two. Instead, I'm actually anyway. I realized that I was having to spend as much time teaching my kids as if as if I was their teacher. Mm-hmm. And so and we ended up moving to charter school after that because I'm like, okay, this is. This is stupid. <laughs> they're getting all the bad stuff from school, and they're not even learning. But I realized that that the school they thought that they were babysitters, yeah. and, and that was the new mentality: was that hey, we're just babysitting the kids so their parents can go to work. Yeah, and, and but and not only so that, 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 we're that, just going to extend school for all these hours, and then do after school care, and it's just one big babysitting job. But also, the, the time didn't matter. Like, the, the, you know, you've heard the phrase "time is of the essence." There's you have a limited amount of time to learn everything. There's so much to learn in the world, and to be wasting it, and to think that it doesn't matter—that's the lie. And that's the problem with video games, Hannah, is that it's they are colossal time wasters. And again, if you look at it as entertainment, you realize, oh, yeah, I shouldn't be being entertained eight hours a day. And entertainment should, oh, maybe be in small amounts on the weekends, not all day, every day. Well, I mean, I even had friends who, you know, when I was a younger mom and I do the whole park day and meet with other moms where the moms are like, oh, I love video games. Oh, I love movies. I just, I love it. And they would bring up like really lame cartoons that were kind of mind numbing. And they're like, oh, you know, it doesn't bother me because that's when I can clean the house. That's when I get to take a break. I get for, me time. Yeah. For, you know, two hours and they'll just keep watching it and watching it. And I can get all this stuff done. I can do this. I can relax. I can. And so, oh, no. And it, so basically they were saying, yes, I let the TV or I let the game babysit my kids. So because they're glued to it and I don't have to. I don't have to do anything. I don't, you know, there's no fighting. There's no yeah. nothing. It's just they're in this other world. And this is a harsh reality, Hannah. I don't even know if I should say this, but it's basically when you let your kids play excessive amounts of video games, it is akin to abdicating your responsibilities as a mom or a dad. And that's a harsh reality. And and I, I hope that it, that doesn't come across as offensive, but that's the fact is that, you have these children. You have the responsibility to be teaching them. And that's the other thing. is like there's a limited time. Like there have been countless studies show that a child's brain is very, very absorbent for information when they are young. And they learn at an incredible rate. And if you waste that time doing nonsense of video games or excessive videos, uh, uh, movies, or whatever excessive entertainment, you're squandering these incredible people and they're going to grow up to be nothing. Yeah. And I, um, I hope it's clear what this has to do with money pants because money pants is all about, Hey, we'll learn work and responsibility, but also develop as a human being and develop a balanced life and develop, (laughs) develop, um, your skills and your talents, uh, develop your social skills, develop your, your musical talents, take care of your physical body, expand get sleep, your brain, get exercise, yeah. expand your mind. And so one of the arch nemesis, not nemesises, nemesi, nemesi, uh, one of the, the main enemies to that right now that a lot of parents are dealing with is this excessive video game. Mm-hmm. It's and, a problem. And, and yeah, and it's, and, and I realize some parents are like, okay, I made the mistake, but how am I going to correct this? No, no, this? but, but um, and, and, and for the parents out there that are, that are that are struggling with this, it's probably because they don't know what to do. 
And this this is a systemic problem, Hannah, because we are, and I've said this before, we're an incredibly rich society where the kids don't have to work 8, 10, 12 hours a day out in the fields helping make sure that the family's going to be fed for the winter and stocking up and, and working in the, in, in the garden and what have you and tending to the end. We don't have that. And they, a lot of them don't have younger brothers and, and sisters. And, and so there's the, no, like, so there's no, there's nothing to do. And parents are like, well, what's wrong with video games? I'll tell you what's wrong. These kids have an obligation to develop and expand their minds because they are, they have opportunities that we've never seen before in the history of the world. We should be, we should be doing all sorts of amazing things with these amazing brains, and instead we're wasting it on video games. On a pretend world. Yeah. So uh, we're wasting it on pretending instead of actually. And the doing... reason, why, but the reason why it's happening is because parents don't know. Well, what should I be doing? Because they, they, they or, have a thought. Or, or they look around and they're like, well, that's what the other kids are doing. That's what my kids' friends are doing. Yep. And and so I guess that's normal. So, so this is the challenge is, and we're going to challenge this, this, this line of thinking of, well, it's okay. It's not. It is not okay to waste your kids' minds when they are when they are young and when they should be developing all of these skills and abilities and talents and, 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 and these, these character traits while they're young. So, and, I, and and here's the, and you bring up a really good point, Hannah. There are much more effective ways to spend your time, but also more effective ways to learn the things that you're supposedly learning through video yes, games. Yes, but uh, not only are there more effective ways, there are more effective ways that don't carry the baggage yep. of ha- maybe having a sedentary childhood or uh, don't have the baggage of maybe teaching your kids to be violent. Modeling that behavior. Modeling yeah. violence. That there are other ways to go about that that aren't going to carry the risks that you're taking on by going, oh, maybe they'll learn something good from this. Because chances are, yeah, yeah, they, they probably will learn some good things from it. But the amount of bad that comes from it will outweigh <laughs> the amount of good. And I, I mean, how many of our friends have, or at least my friends, have spouses who come home from work, don't have dinner with the family, oh dear. Uh, don't do the dishes, don't help out with the kids, yeah. and instead play video games for hours and hours. And okay. and they're adults, and they're still hooked they're on this. Yeah. They're still, for some reason, justifying this, and it causes a lot of... Marital tension. Marital tension, yeah. but also lack of relationships with their children and their wife and... Over something that's pretend. So let's get into that. So so let's just wrap this up, this first section here, Hannah. The lies. And there are four of them that we talked about. The first one was that video games have a positive effect on behavior, but not a negative one. That's a lie. Lie number two, it's uh, video games are not just entertainment. That's a lie. It is. It's just entertainment. Accept it for such and treat it as such. Lie number three is that Virtual skills learned from video games can replace real-world skills. <laughs> I hope we've made a good argument that virtual things are not as good as real things. There's a reason why we call it real. <laughs> because, And if you ever wonder what the difference is, try using virtual toilet paper. <laughs> and then line number four was, you know, time doesn't matter. That it's not of the essence that you're just mom, dad, teacher, pastor, whatever. You're just a glorified babysitter. Just get through the day. Appeasement through video games leads to happiness. Kids, it's okay. No, that is a lie. So, because there are greater things to do in life. But, so, those were the four lies. Now let's talk about the solution. And, obviously, we're big proponents of money pants because, okay, first of all, you should be using money pants because it, it, it helps you come up with goals that you're working towards and it's really exciting and incredibly satisfying to be developing your talents and discover new talents that you maybe didn't even know you had. But also to be developing in a balanced way. Yes, a balanced it, approach. Yeah, where yep. it's not just in one area. You're, you, it, it makes your life so much more satisfying when you're like, oh yes, I'm developing spiritually, I'm developing emotionally, I'm developing artistically and socially, intellectually and, and socially yeah. and physically. I'm taking care of myself. Wow. It's really it's satisfying. Really satisfying. So, but if and here's the problem is that when it comes to video games, if your kids aren't addicted to them yet, and I'm going to use the term addiction here, and that sounds really harsh, but it's the fact is these games 
have a very, very strong appeal. And some people, they well, have to get their fix. And it's like an addiction where they, they can't stop. Well, even the music that they play is similar to the music that they play like for in gambling halls. Mm-hmm. That that really annoying, I, I can't stand this, the, the sound of it. Like, But it's carefully great. calculated. It's actually known that that type of music will create an addiction yep. and, and mess with people's brains. And so, yes... They're actually designed to addict people. Yeah. So if your kids aren't addicted, don't start. Don't give in to the, oh, video games are what you do if you have downtime. Oh, my goodness. Why not learn a guitar or learn a new language? There are so many cool things. You know, Duolingo is a great example or simply piano or simply guitar like, or, or, or get a Wondrium uh, a subscription and 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 learn new skills. Have have Steph Curry how to improve your your basketball shot or or, or, or great get some courses. Tools, or, or, um, or, and or, go work in the garage and build. Use something. your hands. Go build something. Get a, get a modeling kit. Like anything. Go work don't, in the garden. Don't go fall grow into some flower bed. Don't fall into the video game trap. Now, having said that, if a family member is addicted, then the the, the, the there's only one solution. And that's to start weaning them off. Uh, and here's the cool thing is they know it. The family member knows it. And so ideally when you're using money pants and you're helping a family member to get off of this uh, addiction, you, you need to let them decide and, and come up with it. You know what? Uh, dad and mom, we, we here we are, uh, little uh, uh, Charlie. We, we realize you love this game, Minecraft or whatever it may be. And we notice that you're paying, playing it, you know, six, eight hours a day. It's time for that to... It's time for that to, to, to be a little bit less. So effective immediately, it's going to be down to two hours a day. And by this time next month, it's going to be down to one hour a day. And then by, by the time we get into month number three here, it's only going to be on the weekends if you've done your chores and you've developed your habits and you've earned at least X amount in your money pants account. And then all of a sudden, you're reframing it to be a reward for the behavior. But like I said, the kid or even the adult, they know they have a problem and they don't like it. I remember when I was a kid and my dad got a Nintendo when it first came out and boy, was that addicting. I had homework. Now, I was what? I think 12. So I didn't have a lot of homework. I was in junior high. I wasn't a lot lot of homework, but I still had homework I needed to do and studying that I needed to do. And instead, I found myself playing a game and I'm like, oh, but if I could just pass this level, then I'll stop. If I just pass this level, then I'll stop. And next thing I know, two or three hours, hours had gone by and I hadn't passed the level and my homework wasn't done. And I realized even, even as a 12-year-old kid, I'm like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like the power that this game has over me when I know I can and should be doing other things with my life. Now, I'm grateful that I eventually was able to overcome that and, and it, it wasn't a problem. Didn't you but make yourself a motivational I, tape? Yeah, I did. It was, <laughs> and I got to find it, but it was just in my, me and my high-pitched voice. Okay, here's the thing. Now that you're home from school, you need to the check. Do you have any homework in math? Do you have any homework in science? Do you have any homework in history? Okay. Now, are you on the, are you on the Nintendo? Well, here's what you need to do. Get off the Nintendo and do your homework. It's the funniest thing. I'm like, how did I think that would motivate me? But but I did. It's a motivational tape. <laughs> so, but the the idea is, oh. and here's the principle, Hannah. If you're going to if you're going to eliminate a behavior, you have to replace it with something better. And so that's where money pants comes in. There's there are dozens of possible habits to start developing. You go to the choose a new habit in the app and a, a list. I think we have like 75 habits in there. Of things you could, that'll spur ideas of, oh, well, oh, I've never tried that. What if I did that? Oh, you know what? I've always wanted to learn a guitar or I've always wanted to learn oh, how to play. baking or cooking. Oh, oh yeah. that's a popular one with boys and girls. Absolutely. Or I want to, you know, I, I don't know how to sew. It'd be really good if I knew how to sew. Or boy, you know, I, my, I, I want to be able to run faster or I wish I were more athletic or whatever it may be. You can set those goals and replace these time wasters of video games with actual real-world skills that will be a benefit to you the rest of your life. Granted, you should pick video games carefully so they're not, like, teaching your kids bad things. But if you do what you're talking about, 
and say, hey, at the end of the week, if you've earned this amount of money on money pants, like you reach the $15 mark, you reach the $20 mark, you can play two hours or one hour of video game on Saturday. All of a sudden, this thing that was wasting your time can actually help motivate you to develop all these real skills. And so it's it, it ends up being beneficial using it as entertainment and calling it entertainment and being honest about it will actually help you yeah so that kind of i guess that's it i mean though that there you have it those are the, the the four lies that society teaches about video games and also what we suggest are the possible solutions to to kind of overcome that and regain control of your time because boy time is of the essence and there's no time like the present to to develop and become a better person and boy anna i i love money pants for that reason because we, and we do we use it and I, the temptation for video games will slowly dissipate and you'll be happier and healthier and so will your kids and they'll come back to you years later and go thank you mom and dad that i couldn't have done it without you Anyway, if you like what you hear in this podcast, please tell your friends they may want to listen to. We may touch on a topic and or answer a question that they are currently struggling with. And if you have a suggestion for a future podcast, go to our website under support, click contact us, send us an email, and we'll get right on it. And that's it for today. Enjoy once again our mystery guest composition. We'll see you next time. Yeah, I do.